Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Girl That's Scary. It's Jazz, 40-ounce connoisseur, and... It's Cat Daddy, and it's another day that ends in Y. Oh, it is. And this <laughs> is a glorious day because we are talking about The Wicker Man 1973 and The Wicker Man 2006. And y'all know right. I love, I love a screaming Nick Cage. Something about Nicolas Cage being a fucking buffoon sometimes on TV. I just, I be having the best time of my life, y'all. Also, if you have not seen Pig, which came out like 2020, 2021 uh, with Nicolas Cage, it's not what you think, but it was actually a good movie. Not even gonna hold y'all. I uh, I own that movie. But yeah, we're here to talk about The Wicker Man. It's gonna be <laughs> a time, but before, well, let me get a synopsis like real quick. These drinks, you got to rent them. They're usually streaming, though. They'll float around. They they might come on Tubi. They'll come on Shutter. So you will see The Wicker Man come about, but you can rent them on VOD right now. The new one is like $2.99, $3.99. But mm-hmm. on Amazon, it's like $5.99. Girl, go rent it what? on Voodoo. Yes, go rent it on Voodoo or something for $2.99 instead. But the other one is pretty much $3.99 across the board. Yeah. So rent it. This man, this police officer, is looking for a missing girl on the um, Summer Isle and he just, you know, spends the end. You follow his journey as he's looking for this missing girl and as he finds clues to where she is or where she isn't. And that's it. That's all you need. I do recommend both movies. Let me tell you why. Hold on. Let me defend myself. Let me defend myself. Oh, you need to defend yourself. I know the girls are like, "Mm, bitch. No, the streets is upset with you. I'm sitting here like, yes. Motherfuckers hate 2006. Let me, hold on. I like both of them. Let Let me explain. The the OG is a good time. I don't like musicals at all, but it does give very borderline musical kind of music. But it's yes. given like you took a George Foreman grill, you put Mumford and Sons, Bob Dylan, and some bell bottoms in there, and you press them together, and that's what the music is giving. Very much, I like it. I'm not even gonna hold Bob you. Bob Dylan and some bell bottoms. What is wrong with you? I mean, that's, that's what it really sounds like. The outfit that it's like the hair soundtrack. Listen, it's some folky ass shit. They up here, they playing motherfucking guitars. One, there's a scene where the little boy is getting down. I don't know if it's a fiddle or a violin. He is tearing it up, and I'm like, yes, because I love a string. But um, this is a good time. That's a good time. The way we follow like this situation. I don't want to spoil it yet. Well, if you're still here, um, well, I've already given you a synopsis. Burr, 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 burr. Spoiler alert. 
spoiler alert. Okay, it's here. <laughs> yeah, it goes into this cult situation, situation kind of, and you follow this pagan tradition. It's giving like this walked, uh, crawled, walked, whatever, so that Midsummer could run. It's Absolutely. giving very Midsummer. And so if you liked Midsummer, you, I think you may really like The Wicker Man because it's a good time. Now, two thousand six. Two thousand six is comical. There are so many lines that are so chaotic that I just laugh out loud. I love Nicolas Cage's Nicolas Cage's performance. Um, it is ridiculous over the top. Him and his teeth have billing in the movie. It is so much, but I would watch it again. Not going to hold you. Now, if you compare it to the delivery, it's as subtle as a hammer. <laughs> it's very not even quite on the nose. It's just like it's it's held so much compared to the other one where things were subtle. And you kind of just unfolded like, oh, this just happened. And now I found this kind of information versus look, this is what's going on. Exposition, exposition, flashback dream. But I like them both. Yeah, I like them both as well. I also feel like I know, you, especially with the uh, this walk so Midsummer can run. I mean, Midsummer was really also pulling from Wicker Man. What is it? The new jump, too, because we already said spoiler alert. But Nicolas Cage's character essentially swipes a bear suit in that situation. Now, he doesn't go all the way through with the bear suit like in Midsommar, but what I did immediately go, oh, look at that bear suit when I leaned all the way in. I honestly think that these atrocious-ass, low-ass ratings of The Wicker Man, the uh, the, the 20, 2006 one, a 3.7 out of 10 for IMDb and a 15% on Rotten Tomato. Okay, 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 okay. Before we dive into it, I would just like to say, I see, I know why the girls are upset. I know they are vexed because, you know, Nicolas Cage is over the top. We may or may not be upset about that. The storyline, okay. The delivery, mm -mm, there were some holes. There were some things that felt forced. Um, I see what you're trying to do, trying to, you know, take from the old and build with the new. I do like that it was just more like a um, the group on Summer Isle from movie two. Uh, more so, I know that their focus was on bees and then they lived their life kind of like the hive of a bee. If you really think about it, like all the femme and feminine characters or the women facing characters or people identified that way were more so like the ones who were towards the top and the more important people in the infrastructure of this community and or important with air quotes because like everyone's important and everyone has their role in the hive. However, the males, or if you were born a male, identify as male, they didn't really talk about, you know, and it, that really upsets me because I'm like, damn, people only are just like male or female in this movie. Like, no one's anything else. Okay. But in the same scope, uh, it, it, and, and also how it differs from movie one, because movie one was very much just like, here's this pagan, these group of pagans who are partying on this island and, there's not really, well, this particular group of pagans is different from that particular pagan group. And this group is like, everybody's out here partying. And that group's like, hey, it's more femme-centered. And everybody else got their tongues chopped out and they do a handwork in the fields. Yeah, that that's where it's going. Really aggressive, really like commandeer. Like they take control of everything. And the women have way bigger attitudes with everything. Like, bitch, what the fuck you even doing? I hope your ass would have left, but you ain't leave. And I was like, in the first one, they're more, they're not as rude to him. They're like, hmm, what's going on? Even when he be yelling, they're like, oh, wow. Oh, I wonder if we can help you. Hmm. Oh, I could go ahead. Do what you need to do. They seem as amused. He, yeah, they are amused looking at him like uh, what he is, a fucking fool. And you find out 
that the story let's get to the beginning i'm we're not gonna go through the whole thing but he this all i know is why i start with him on getting off on a plane boat I, first of all i don't know why in my head i forget those are things like it's a plane boat but plane he, boats are amazing and helicopter boats he pulled up in the plane boat and was like excuse me i'm the police bring the dinghy over here first of all putting his dick on the table you don't have jurisdiction here this is private property even still, he said, bitch, I'm about to start investigating this little girl. Roy is missing, bitch. And I'm going to find her. I'm going to put my nose in all y'all business. This is official business, bitch. Move out of my way, hoes. I was like, um. Now, in his, now I ain't defending no pigs. But in his particular defense, someone wrote him directly a letter. So he's not pulling up just because it's a random day that ends in Y. And he ain't got nothing to fucking do. And he ran out of donuts and he's just out here trying to make quota. No, girl, he is really arriving. He's hopping off the plane, looking like motherfucker Bobby Brown. And he's just like, bitch, I'm here. Someone wrote me a note and I'm here to investigate. Where's Rowan? Yes, but he's just pressing everyone. Excuse me. Where's this girl pulling a picture, showing everybody the picture? Like, where you at? Where you at? Where you at? And he's like, this woman, that's her mom. She wrote me. And it was like, that's not her mama. What are you talking about? That's girl. So they're giving him answers, but it's not adding up. The math is not mathing. So he's like, he know to go to the post office to look for the woman. And the woman's like, my daughter right here coloring and shit, bro. What you even talking about? I'm crying at how good everybody is playing this poker ass face. And like there you realize at first you feel like, okay, this is a whirlwind of question marks. Just like, you know, my man Howie is feeling right. But then after a while, like you're you're realizing, okay, like Jazz says, they're giving you notice that they're kind of just giving him like they're pacifying him with the information. And it's like it feels like a game, like not it's a very subtle game that's going on, a very subtle game of cat and mouse. Um, and it kind of unravels a bit when he gets to the school scene. And there's a lot of stuff that happens in between. Like he goes to like different locations and I'm going to talk about, we're going to get in a little bit deeper about what happens at each location or the things, the events that take place throughout the day. Cause it, it escalates girl. Okay. Yes. Things start to unravel a bit when he gets to the schoolhouse and he peeks his nosy ass face in there and he sees that, you know, there's a conversation around like the Maypole and I'm going forward a little bit, but this is when it starts to be more obvious to him that there's something else going on here outside of like everybody just giving him the runaround and not giving him direct answers. He goes into the classroom and he notices in the classroom that every seat is full minus one. After asking everyone, have they seen this little girl? They're passing around the pictures. All the little girls like, no, I haven't seen her. I don't even, we don't even know who that is. We've never seen her before. And the teacher's like, girl, I don't even know. They also talk a lot about phallic symbols, which we'll get into when, when, mm, 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 mm. It's a lot mm-hmm. of cliche being thrown around. They're having this conversation and he looks around and he He's like, mm, something ain't right here. This shit's smelling funky. So he get the teacher book records. He going down the attendant list and he's looking at the attendance list and he's noticing, okay, this looks normal. Wait a minute. Bitch name got scratched out. So he sees that Rowan is a real person. It's like he's feeling like he's gas getting gaslit every day. He's like, I know this person is new. Someone wrote me. I wouldn't just come up here for some reason. What the hell is going on here? And all the people are like, there ain't nothing going on, mister. Everything's great. Don't you want to come over here and shake your body? This is a private island. Don't know how you got here. But now that you're here and you refuse to leave, I guess we'll entertain you. And that's what happens throughout the Wicker Man. But it gets more menacing. Yes, because it starts off with, you know, he's there looking and he eventually was like, I'm getting to the bottom of this. OK, I'm about to find out what is going on in here. I need to know. 
So he ends up at this inn where people are, you know, it's almost the rest of the Dungeons and Dragons inn where it's like, oh, it's a bar, but it's a little inn also. So he goes in there, gets a room. But before he even gets shown to his room, the um the landlord daughter, innkeeper daughter come out and she's a bad bitch. So she come out and why everybody in the bar starts singing about this bitch and be like, yeah, she is actually fucking and sucking and what's between her legs is popping. Everybody is fucking with her. Okay. The landlord's I daughter was weak. I also was like, girl, this was wildly inappropriate. <laughs> I was like, y'all, and she's just like, yep. Ha ha ha. Laughing and like that. And is also like, yep. That's her. <laughs> but they don't really shy away from sex here because they do. Again, we talk about phallic symbols, but he's disgusted, bro. He's like, oh my God, I am going. So he he's telling them to stop showing the pictures around like this is a police investigation. Like, girl, they can sing songs if they want to. They're not breaking the fucking law. OK, this is not helping your case, my guy. So he walks around, sees people outside fucking like literally dry humping in the ground in groups like it's an activity. And he rushes in. He's like, I'm getting in my room, bitch. He think he's safe. He not safe because you know what started happening. He ho, this bitch started knocking on the motherfucking wall. Then her beat drop. No, I know. At first, somebody started playing the motherfucker. The instruments came in one by one. I was like, oh, shit. She's like, she's singing along quietly. Yes. And then she starts singing. But then she gets up and she starts dancing. She's butt ass naked, right? And she's against the door. literally shaking her monkey bitch you can see her pussy from the back she is beating on the door and like come through like trying to entice him with her dance moves through the wall he can feel the dance moves because he is sweating against the wall did you draw this bitch against oh (laughs) y'all cat is showing me this is all you see is a woman from the back in her butt like what (laughs) she beating on the door sis was going off and i was like okay and he was sweating that Listen. temptation had his ass sweated through the wall. I first, I, first, I thought he was upset because somebody was keeping him up from knocking. And then when she was shaking that thing a thing through the wall, I said he must have, he must have felt it. Yeah, he Listen. had to. Especially because the next morning she was like, "I thought you would have came to my room last night." Oh, I invited you. I invited you. And they don't even like, care. You got a fiance. He was like, I don't do nothing before marriage. He was, he started praying. He was like, Mm-mm, Jesus, God, listen, are you here? They are temptation is at the doorknob. Please send help. I needed a dog. They smirked because he was a virgin. And I was like, oh, this is this kind of movie. I love revisiting this shit. The 70s, 70s horror once again. Okay. (sighs) Because they're going like the 60s, 70s, they're going through the sexual revolution in American history. Like people are really out here experimenting. And not just that, like around the world, like people are really just, you know, because this um, movie takes place in Ireland um, and they out here like Jesse, they shaking that monkey bitch. They get into that pagan relig- religions. You know, not everybody's um, pay- pay- pagan religion or doing real ritualistic things. Ooh, look at that tongue twister. Looks like this or mirrors this. But I did do my Google machines and a lot of the things they were talking about and they brought up like they were talking about Nuada being the sun god and actually the Gaelic British god. It's actually the Br- Gaelic British god god of the hunt so i was wondering if that was supposed to be a real thing or if that was supposed to throw us off and him off because that was what's going on i don't know and then the um what was that the evelyn knew which is supposed to be the god of 
of the orchards, like supposed to be mm-hmm. other things that, you know, they was doing stuff, girl. And I was like, well, that's not real. Cause I Googled it. So maybe it's another thing. I don't know. But all we saying is I, these people are worshiping the old gods and my man, Howie is sick because he's trying to spit that Christianity. He's like, listen, new Testament, old Testament. What do you mean? Old gods. You mean old Testament. There's only one God. Listen, and when we get into how he speaks of their religion, it's so condescending. He's condescending anyway, because, of course, he done did that. That situation happened. He don't, you know, he's not tempted. Then he goes to the pole and they are singing about the on the a girl on the bed a man on a girl and then they coming together there's a seed we reproducing you know this is natural then they die and it starts all over and they turn into trees they come back to trees then that's where we cat talked about school and everything else and we see a lot of again phallic symbols now his rude ass after he yelled at everybody in the classroom i do want to point out that something very rude he did and this is why he deserved what he get why he coming there and erase the notes off the board and then gonna write the girl name on the board and when they do this in a new movie, I lean in even harder. And I'm like, bro, what is the reason? Leave these people alone. Leave them alone. Well, a girl is missing and he has to get to the bottom of it. Okay. I understand. And I understand somebody wrote you this letter. I get it. I too love Aaliyah's full page letter. But at the same time, okay, girl, you just going to have to let the pages hit the ocean and you just going to watch it wash away. Because you already see the red flags. You're ignoring them all. You're clearly upset by the culture and the practices of the people in this community. Also, once again, you're ignoring all of the red flags. Why are you still here, baby? How many people know you here besides your fiance, actually? That's the real question. Did you tell the police officers, the rest of them? Because you don't get to radio them later. So did you tell anyone? You just pulled up with your chest puffed out thinking you was going to do whatever you were going to do with no jurisdiction, no warrants, searching houses, like cussing people out, pulling people. Cause he's like, you need permission. He's like, fuck your permission, bitch. I'm the police. And I'm like, you still need, you still can't do that, bro. Yeah. 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 But we see what happens. Like he keeps going through the town. He's interviewing all the people. The people kind of tell him what they want him to hear. There's some funky, cool ass music that transitions from scene to scene. Oh, when I was watching this again today, the first thing I thought about was like when they were having any kind of musical scene and when it starts with the bar scene and then they're outside doing the Maypole and they're in the school, like even walking down the street or just anything becomes a musical. I'm like, I know Jasmine is rolling her eyes somewhere on God's green earth because (laughs) I'm into it. I'm like, okay. This time, no, I was not rolling my eyes. Oh, this is wonderful. I told you. And this is very rare. Again, I know that I usually do not go up for the musicals or things of that nature, but I will say that I truly enjoy the music itself. I like music from the 70s. So let me let me tell you right there, because I can hear all those instruments. They're layering them voices. They are harmonizing in there. I'm like, oh, is that a soprano? I hear y'all. It was just that a riffle. Okay, they were not playing. But I was having a good time. I was. They was doing dance moves. Lots of guitar, lots of string, lots of beating of the drums, mm-hmm. percussion, hands, clapping, all of that. All that. Also, as a side note, did not know that this this and the, um, the newer film was uh, were both ad- adaptations from a David. I think his name is Rimmer or Pimmer. Rimmer. My apologies. My man's name is David. My handwriting is crazy. My glasses need to be fixed. And that's all we're going to say. But the movie, the book is called The Ritual. So if you do the Google machines for The Ritual, Mr. David, I apologize for butchering your last name. Um, thank you, everybody, for bearing with me. All right. Amen. Period. Up, 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 up. <laughs> okay. 
Oh my god. No one can see me posing. She is literally posing in the camera like, hey, 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 with the piece out of her head. Oh my god. All right. I'm over well, it. I'm tired. <laughs> well, either way, he's going everywhere and he realized when he was in the end that picture that had failed, that they was like, it just broke. Okay. So he's like, I'm getting to the bottom of this. This girl was here. Her name was in this motherfucking book, bitch. I'm about to find her. All right. I'm tired of y'all shit. I'm coming. I'm a detective. So he goes, finds the doctor. Now, before he even talks to the doctor, I want to talk about the doctor's office just for a pinch. There's like rat brains in there. There's like pigs, just body parts, animals, all kinds of uh, foreskins. Just lots of wild ingredients. I don't know what these motherfuckers brewing up, but we already know the shit is wild in here. But he is also the photographer. Yeah, girl, there, it really shouldn't have thrown me for a loop when later on, when Howie finds the remains or the final resting place of uh, the girl he's looking for and the guy who's out there, we later, who starts to play the fool for the mm-hmm. whole shebang bang um, What's that guy's name? Hold on, let me go. My names, <clears throat> it'll come to me. But why get my names out? My man's like, what is that on the tree? Because they plant trees as markers for because they don't really talk about people being dead before the newly deceased or the deceased in general. And he's like, yeah, that's baby girl's navel. And I was like, well... And then after we find out what's really going on, I'm still like, so this navel... Listen. Very strange. Yep. yep. Very yep. strange. Mm-hmm. Not even... <laughs> well... After he sees people jumping around naked and shit, now he's in talking about their education system, which is really, you don't have no jurisdiction in this either. You are not the board. This is a private school. Y'all are talking about this. Do these kids know Jesus? Y'all fake religion? He's like the old gods. He was like the true God. Like, what are you talking about? Fuck your God. And then he was like, here, the old gods aren't dead. And I was like, okay, well, you need to mind your fucking business there, bitch. You are like, He's just talking down and talking down and talking down. And when he goes to the grave at the beginning, the little girl was like, oh, Rowan's a hair. And he was like, what are you talking about? He opens the fucking grave at surprise. Jeez. It's a hair. It's a little buddy. And then what's so fucked up, he takes the dead bunny all the way back to the King of Summer Isle house and throw the bitch on the rug real nasty. Like, like, bitch, what the fuck is this? Uh, girl and the king of lord of the summer isle excuse me is uh actually christopher lee himself youthful christopher lee and he has this bouffant hair i'm a huge fan of it he's got this bad bitch outfit he's got the finest silks yes exactly and he's literally just like listen man this is the life that we live in my great granddaddy my grandfather and Cadence allen and all people that sell, uh, sell, uh, settled here and this is just what we've been doing and we were trying to escape these things and we just worship our gods and i know that you practice this christianity and that's cute and all but you know this is what we doing out here we just minding our business we out here partying you know you might want to get down with digital get down you know we got these celebrations coming up you know, we got to boom the celebration to bring in that fruit and that harvest and stuff like that. And then boom, we got that celebration to get the people pregnant. Like that's what we got popping off. Let us know what you're trying to do. That's not what he said, but that's basically what he said. <laughs> it is kind of what he said. He was like, leave us alone. Pretty much we we doing our own thing. And honestly, you don't even need to be here when May Day come for you be offended some more since you're so goddamn offended, bitch. You all talking he this said, shit. I hope you leave so you don't have to be offended by the grotesque activities. On the first. And I said, red flag. He told you. He told you. They've been telling your ass 
You've been reading these books. You're in the library doing research and you're talking still shit, here. Talking shit while the resident is sitting there. Oh, these pagan barbaric, barbarian, like look at y'all barbaric ass niggas. Like I don't even fuck y'all. Y'all is dusty. You looked at them like peasants. I was like, the old lady looked over and was like, okay. And then now she looking at him like, bitch, you the fool anyway. You don't even know it. Everybody is amused by you. You are a mouse in a trap and everyone's looking in the classic bubble watching you go through and seeing where you're going to get caught up next. I need to uh, read this book uh, in some way, shape or form. Because I'm also like, you know, I have my list of like, like themes, like themes that this movie touches on, like paganism, you know, ritualistic things, spiritualism in general, death, rebirth, um, life after death, like that whole shaboop. And then also like Christianity. Um, I feel like also this movie is holding a mirror to like super, super, super Christians and just people who are just very much closed minded and in a box. I do understand that this is a cult like horror film, but also at the same time, we know that horror does more than what it's doing at the forefront. Like it's supposed to yeah. make us nervous. It's shaking us up. But at the same time, it's 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 hashtag deep. It goes there like the grassy. Oh my gosh. But it does go there because as Sheree would say, y'all need to separate your church from your fucking state. Okay. Like, but that's the thing. Is the church really separated from the state based on the laws that are no. we have and the things, they the way things is, are set no. up? No, it's absolutely <laughs> not. No, no. They're going to fight me in the comments. Me and the care. No. No, it's not really separate. And we know that there's a Christian veil on everything. Um, So when you see somebody else, you already being judgmental. And the real thing is, if you would have left them alone, none of the shit that happens to you would be happening to you. Although I do know you looking for somebody, but you really don't have enough evidence or nothing to go on. And you don't have a warrant and you're doing a whole fucking lot. So he gets to the picture. Well, he the man was like, he ain't got no copy. So he going to sneak in that bitch and find a find the picture, which they clearly left out for him because it was too easy to goddamn find. And he's like, oh, my God, their crops failed. So they're going to he comes to the conclusion they about to sacrifice this girl. She's still alive. And it's her fault. The crops failed based on what he read at the library. This is what he put together. So he's looking for the girl so he can save her and be her savior. It doesn't go the way he thinks it does. It's supposed to go because he find her after he protect. He beats up the <laughs> innkeeper and he at literally plays the fool. He had literally has on the fucking Callan outfit. Girl. The chop chop game. He think he about to get chopped. He don't. Th- that chop chop game sent me. Let's before we get to the chop chop game. Let's talk about this scene when he knocks this innkeeper out. And prior to that, when he's hearing the innkeeper's daughter and the fool, the guy who's uh, the helper plotting on putting him to sleep. They're getting some magic. They about to put some spells on him to go to sleep. He's sitting up here cracking his eyes open, trying to play possum. And when he opened his eyes for real after seeing the corpse and stuff later when he was snooping, one of the corpses has a missing hand. So you'll think of like, damn, but it's a like a newly bloody bandage that's on it. Child, they didn't turn the hand into a dark magic. I'm gonna put air quotes because that's what it looked like it was going on. Candle to put him to sleep in un- sort of some side of spell. I, he said, oh, slap that <laughs> Slap the head on the ground and stomp the fire out. And I was just like, I am hollering. And if it's also not dark magic, and if this is the people that you practice, number one, I apologize to get me together in the comments and let me know what's really going on. Because that's what it looked like the way this movie was presented. So if it's not a, it's not accurate, let me know. Okay. We got respect for my pagan people out here in these streets. So let me know. Okay. Because I don't know how to spell. I don't know how to do that. I'm crying. Not I'm just looking. No, no. I'm just looking at the Wicker Man. I'm just seeing what they doing over here. That's all you I know, got. They was doing shaking that monkey, bitch. They was getting. It. They was fucking in the in the woods. 
you know, hey, they had a lot of dance moves, you know. I felt like the, the gyrating really had that man sweating. It just, it makes me think about all the movies from the 1950s and the 1960s and how time was depicted, even though this was the 70s. And people was really piecing together in their petticoats because they are upset because the sex is crazy. And I'm like, you're acting like you've never seen a breast or a vagina before. And if you've never seen a breast or a vagina, like you've never seen it in like a book, like an anatomy picture, like you don't know what any of these things look like. I do understand, you know, how people shy away from like sex and nudity and wanting to keep things sacred and private. I definitely understand and respect that. But Mr. Mr. Howie, sir, it's not your place to tell these people what they're doing. If they want to run and frolic and be free with their with their body parts out in the wind, you know, we all got to air it out. If they're airing it out on this side of the mountain, maybe you need to go back to the boat party zone for one, you in the boat. Because the rest of us over here, we out here shaking that thing. We getting loose and we trying to get the gods on our side so we can get some harvest going because we hungry. Listen, they was eating the canned foods he was complaining about. I thought y'all was known for y'all fruit and shit. What is this now? How you gonna call their food nasty off rip? You rude as shit. Like this is from everything's from a can. It was well, doom doom. He had it coming because what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, they they need to get there. He was like, our harvest not about to fail no more. That's what the Lord of Summer Isle said because again, he beat him up, fought him, goes through the thing, goes through the chop chop, does everything, and gets to the point where he fi- finds the girl and he she's like, come on, let's go. You don't know? Do you know what they're gonna do? And she pulls out. And they come out of this hole and they're like on this cliff and he looks around and boom, surprise, the Lord of Summer is right there. And Did you the get woman. some Alice in Wonderland feels when they popped out that hole? Because I was thinking yes, about that. Definitely some of that. And that wig was wild too. Christopher Lee was killing with that black wig on. <laughs> he was like, you need a shake. We need a move. When he was walking down to the thing. Because the yeah. fool wasn't dancing hard enough. <laughs> he was like, what's going on with you? You need to pick it up. You need to pick the knees up. This shake that ass. This roll. Come on. Mm. And he flung that wig back. You you need to dance. You need to get loose, motherfucker. I, I thought that was so funny. Get it together. Now I really would. I don't. Isn't he? Doesn't he play in the um this nineteen seventies Dracula? Is that Christopher Lee? Yes. Okay, I've never yes. seen that one. I want to see that now because I rewatched the Wicked Man. I'm like, no, I got to see what the fuck he doing because he be wilding. I need to see Bruce what he doing. Christopher Lee. His list is so extensive. I was excited to once again see him in this role. And like Jazz says, he gets Mr. Howley comes out that rabbit hole and baby girl Rowan has literally guided him to his final resting place. To his doom. Truly. He hops out the hole. He looking around like, yeah, we about to go. What's what's going on around here? Mr. Crab's filter. (laughs) Immediately. (laughs) He just swirls and he in the middle like, ah! Bruh, the people take their animal mask off, pull up at the cliff. Because he's like, I will leave. And they pull up on him like, bruh, you're outnumbered, my nigga. You're outnumbered. You're not going anywhere. Over the cliffs onto those jagged rocks. And the camera pans over to the jagged rocks. And he's like, I don't know. And so I... (sighs) Mr. Howie is uh, escorted against his wheel inside this giant wooden statue, man statue thing. It's just a giant, like a giant piece. And there's all kinds of animals that live in the body parts and limbs of the statue. Like they're housed in there. It's like a nest in the center. And there's a whole ramp. And Howie is like, oh my God, because he knows what the hell's going on. He just read this in the encyclopedia yesterday. 
They about to put you in the center, dog. It's your turn. You on the summer jam screen. Let's because, go. Listen, because you a special kind of sacrifice. Okay. Animals are cool. Children, they work. Okay. They're fine. But when you get a man who is a virgin, a virgin. Yeah. A virgin man who literally comes to do the right thing. Make him think he came for a day. That's why he was amused. Let him do whatever he wanted to do. Because he could have left earlier and he did not leave. And when it was too late, he tried to leave and his plane didn't work. And now he's in this situation. Okay, sabotage. You're here. I bet you one freeze frame. I bet you wonder how I got here. Not minding your fucking business. That's how you got here. And now you sitting in the fucking wicked bed looking around like, oh my God. Because you went on a goose chase and you're innocent. You didn't... I felt so bad for him when the flames started licking the side of the room for like two seconds because he, them people was out there singing and swinging, boy. They was like, yeah, about to bring your ass up. That's not what they saying. <laughs> but that's basically what they saying. Spring is coming. It's lit. Like, they, everybody is swaying. It's so happy. You, yeah, they really are. And the animals are screaming because the animals are dying. <laughs> And I'm just like, this is horrific. And they're just the contrast of what's happening on the ground versus what's happening up in the statue. My man Howie is praying and screaming to the Lord inside of here. And when the flames finally touch his body and lick his soul and he is screaming out Daniel and the people were just like, we're going to sing even louder. I just wondered for two seconds, how many times have these children seen this shit happen? Like. This is just a norm in their society. They're like, this is a thing that happens. Yeah. We have a person who comes here and they just go up in the in the thing. That's we just we spend all this time building this thing a thing up. It's spring. We're going in the summer and we're going to get these crops. That's all we know. Listen, and they probably were just doing animals because the crops are fine. And it was like, oh, no, we got to do something else because the gods are not pleased. We need to please these old gods because ain't nothing supposed to even grow over here like that. We've been blessed. We need to continue. Show God's we grateful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like every once in a while they sacrifice a human. I feel like this is not the first time they've done this. They've definitely done this before. And on top of the fact that, you know, like they kind of hint towards like, oh, we sacrifice children. They're like, we don't sacrifice children. I'm like, are you sure you don't sacrifice children? Are you sure? I like movies that uh, turn out this way, by the way. Anytime it's a cult, cult kind of film, I'm like, holy shit. Here we go. Um, Now, this movie. Oh, before we move on. Also, there's like a lot of like springtime, you know, nods like with rebirth of like hairs and eggs and nest and all these other fun things and nature and full circle and blah, blah, blah. But this movie was scored um, by the general audiences or our audiences out there in the world. Um, A 7.5 out of 10 for IMDb and an 88% for Rotten Tomatoes for The Wicker Man 1973 directed by Robin Hardy. How does that fit into your list? Like, is that, you know, around where you are? Yes, I like it. It's it's definitely between 7 and 8. And I'm like, I don't know if it's quite the 8, maybe. Because it's not something I'm about to watch all the time, but I am going to watch it again. I enjoyed it. It, You know, the music was popping, but also it was a lot of music. I feel like a 7 is good for me. Like, just a little bit lower, but still pretty good and worth the watch. Um, If you like musicals, you definitely be leaning more towards the 8. Yeah, I I think I'm also in the 7.5, but I would lean towards the 8 pending how I feel that day. So that's very on par with that sentence. I love 70s films, so I feel like that this is like a random marathon that just popped up. I would not skip the channel. It would come on. I feel like I seek this movie out every once in a while. 
the 1970s one versus the 2006 one. Um, now, the 2006 one, right? Like, like Chaz said, I, too, do not hate this film, right? I feel like it had it had a lot of promise. If this movie, first of all, and I don't really bang with PG-13 films. This is 2006, so I was actually checking them shits out. This is PG-13. The original one is a rated R. I mean, they were shaking that monkey. It had to be a hey, rated that coochie, R. That cuckoo was in there, girl. That thing was shadow boxing. I saw it. I was like, oh, but the new one, they are not shaking that monkey here, y'all. They getting loose, but not like not like that. Um, and like we said, there's a lot of differences, there's a lot of similarities. You know, they take the lines, they rework the stuff to tell a story. I do like how deep the lore or the 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 trick baggery in this movie has gone. Like how deep they were setting up my man Nicolas Cage. Like it wasn't like, oh, he just received the letter and came to this island like in movie one or the first version of the film. This went into, you know, Willow. Like the person that brought him there was not an anonymous person or someone he had eventually seek out. It was his ex-wife who grew up in this community, who left the community and came back after he she left him. Like she just decided she don't want to be married to him anymore. Ex-fiance, excuse me. And so he comes to the community because she writes him a letter saying, hey, my daughter's missing and, you know, I need your help. I need your police expertise to get the assistance. So we're already set up with a different story. And then also when we're introduced to Nicolas Cage's character, um, he's playing, what is he, a... Edward Malice. Yep. Edward. And when Edward pulls up, like we see Edward on the scene as a Federelli. He's out here. Some little hard haired girl dropping her doll baby out the window because she's quote unquote bored. I would have let the doll baby just ride on down the highway. Um, I know the police had to, you know, I guess stop and give the doll baby back. Like Chaz said, a lot of the stuff is <laughs> 2006, right? So I already know what I'm about to expect because this was happening a lot. It was very much like nudge, nudge. You see this thing coming like in these kind of movies. So you see it first when she drops the doll, Nicolas Cage is handing the doll to the door in the backseat of the station wagon and the 18 wheeler is flying down the street. Immediately, I'm thinking about Stephen King films. I'm thinking about all those highway films. I'm thinking about motherfucking Gage or his Disney about to die. So that's immediately where my mind goes. I don't know if that's the intention of the director and the people that made it, but that's where it's going for me. So then when Nicolas Cage goes back, because the girl threw the doll baby on the ground again, hard headed ass. He goes back, he picks up the doll baby. He turns around, boom! Big ass 18 will come take them out. Nicholas Cage doodles in his pants. He what? does, we don't see it, but I'm pretty sure that's what happens, because that's what I would have did. He was standing right there. <laughs> the, the fucking eight, the shit took the, the, what is that, the damn station wagon off the side of the road, just eradicated him off the earth. The mama, she passed out in the front. Nicholas Cage trying to help, but the fire is like in the way. So he's like, oh, jump back. He don't want to catch on fire. The little girl's in the backseat. He's going through the, like, runs to the back of the car to try to take the trunk window out. And is like, get down and trying to get her out. But then the car explodes. And we just see him deal with this in the moment. And then, of course, reoccurring throughout the film in, like, of course, when it shows up via his PTSD. But I say this shit goes deep because, well, number one, number two, we already know these stories are the same, right? So ain't no need to go through the story again. But he has his lady officer friend that comes in and she's trying to care for him, you know, through this thing, trying to get him to come back to the force, trying to get him like in the mood, like seem like he's like a friend. That mm-hmm. shit had me sick because when they showed what this bitch really had going on later more, I said, oh, girl, oh, girl. And then she also tells him that, you know, because he asked about the case. I don't know. I can't remember how much time has gone past from when like 
the actual incident and happening from when he's at home. But I, I know it's some time where the case is still very much ongoing because she's like, you know, they have trouble finding the bodies. Um, and he's like, girl, what you mean? You can't, you can't find the bodies. This shit blew up. So just poor Nicholas Cage. So Edward's really trying to go through this. And of course, he gets this non-posted letter to his house from his fiance, ex-fiance, Willow, talking about what's going on. He goes to his other cop, cop buddy friend at work. And the cop buddy friend, you should have listened to him. Because he was like, I don't think you should go help her find the girl. Okay, where's that girl's daddy? Leans all the way in. And then on top of that, I don't think it's fair of Willow to just like run off. You ain't heard hiding her hair from her. And now she's writing you clearly with a quill and inkwell on parchment because it's sealed with fucking wax. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's it is 1774. So she's got her fucking like paper going we got everything out here she's looking out over yonder as she tips the quill into the inkwell and penning all her frustrations and concerns to edward and you think edward ain't gonna show up well guess what yes he does because the movie's the same yep of course he pulls up of course he has to go but now it's a different situation where someone he knows personally and had a relationship with girl that's crazy Indeed it is. Indeed it is. And before I dive individually into um, some of the highlights of the different sisters of this aisle, because we're still on the same island. We still got Summer Isle, but this Summer Isle is different. Like we're not Ireland this time. We're in Washington State because my girl makes it very clear. My girl, what is her name? Not Sister Willow, because Willow is Sister Willow. Uh, Sister Beach. Girl, who's giving a lot of Miss Tanner from Suspiria without the smile and spice. First of all, let's talk about how Sister Beach played Bobby Glass on Popular, the show from WB. And I've talked about Popular a couple times on the show because y'all keep forgetting this iconic ass show. Okay, and for the girls who are too young and do not know, and for those of us who are feeling nostalgic and or never got into it, you can find some episodes of Popular on YouTube. But Bobby Glass... Bobby Glass, Miss Bobby was out here shining in the show, but her name was Sister Beach. And Sister Beach was low-key running shit in the tavern. She was out here calling plays. Okay. Sister Beach was showing out. Sister Beach was also getting punched in the face. Nicolas Cage was knocking out a lot of bitches in this movie, y'all. He was punching a lot of people in this movie. Knock you out. He really was. And so, because all these people were plotting against him, I feel like after end, he was very much given a child that was given a tantrum. He just started swinging everywhere, trying to knock people out because he wasn't getting the answers he was trying to receive. And everybody kept deceiving him on top of the fact that, you know, he's being attacked by people with their eyeballs. He's being attacked quietly. He's being attacked by bees before the iconic scene. We all know about it, but the not the bees before we get to the not the bees. He really is out here. I have a picture of when he's trying to run and get away from stuff because, you know, he's out here getting the information together and he ends up at the beekeeper station and surrounded by all the various honeycombs. And this area that these people inhabit on Sunny Isle, we, they talk about a little bit about the history of the people and how they settled there after trying to evade persecution. They came from, you know, the the lady, what is that? What's her name? Excuse me. In the first movie, it's like the, the guy who's Summer Isle, but she's Sister Summer Isle in this one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's out here, the wig on this Sister Summer Isle child. Please, we're going to talk about that. We're going to put a peg in that wig with shaky. You can see the demarcation. I was just really, I had, I had questions. I've, I just wanted to know what the budget was because I had questions. I had questions. I've seen better. I've seen better with people who had a less budget, like niggas on YouTube. 
So just going to throw that out there. I, I was not forgiving that. But she was really telling this super long-winded story like myself. And she was telling the history of the island and, you know, letting Mr. Edward know that, girl, I hear your complaints. I hear your concerns. But I assure you that there is no child named Rowan missing on this on this place. Like, no one is dead. No one is any of these things. I don't know what you're talking about. But, oh, here's your bike. You can hop back on this bike and you can go on about your way, baby, because I'm tired. Okay. I'm watching your ass and I'm tired. You're taking up my airspace. Be gone. Listen, because you're an asshole. You're a normal person in the way. Cause he's like, well, we normal people do this. Cause he does the same thing. Of course, cussing everybody out and everybody's sick of his shit. And no one's really, again, like, you know, how they were amused in the first one and they're not amused in this one. No one's amused. They're all just have attitudes with his ass. They're like, bitch, we told your ass to leave. He'll never want to fucking leave. Now you won't be in here. And it's a lot less sexual. There isn't um, a whole lot of shit going on. But I, I enjoy it. It's, you know, better than what the ratings say, but it is not good. Yeah. I mean, I think it's higher than a 3.7. I would give this movie like maybe a 4.5. I might give it a four. I mean, I think okay. I make a four. Okay. But I'm an enjoyable four, though. It's not crazy. I just, there's some parts, it feel like I, it could have been better. It could have been executed yes. better. The plan was there. I see the vision. Um, the cast was A1. Like, you had some heavy hitter people. You got fucking Francis Conroy, for God's sakes. Like, you got the goddamn Bobby Glass in that motherfucker. You got Lily um, Sabesky, who was in Never Been Kissed and Joyride. I love seeing her in the film. I apologize if I said her last name wrong. Um, she played Sister Honey. But there were a lot of familiar characters in this movie, familiar faces, people you see. Like, I know that guy. But yeah, this this film fell flat with the community. Uh, PG-13 film. If you want to rent it, it's on YouTube for $2.99. Um, like Jazz said, most places you do not go on. Who was that that had the nerd to have files? You on your Mr. Jeff Bozos, we already know your ass is Bo- cutting up. So yep, I said what I said. That's right. And he out here lose his goddamn mind as per usual. So, oh, and this movie had the nerve to be like 15 to 20 minutes longer than the original one. I don't know why. It couldn't be for them CGIBs because it was blowing me. Not the bees. Him and his fucking teeth. Oh, the way they took his ankles out. Ooh. My legs. <laughs> He's screaming my legs like the fish from SpongeBob. God, no. <laughs> that part shouldn't have been as funny as it was to me, but it was. I was entertained. And that's why this movie is a 4.5. Okay. All right. I can yep. see it for her. I wish it was a rated R film. It would have been better. It would have been. Um, but you know, hey, sometimes they try to make adult movies for children and they shouldn't. So <laughs> this is mm-hmm. not for kids. It's just not. This is not the movie. We enjoyed it for the most part. How do mm-hmm. y'all feel about The Wicker Man? Both of them. OG, the remake. Uh, what would you score them? Let us know at grltspod at gmail.com. You can also pull up on us on the Twitter and the gram at Girl That's Scary. Also on our website, www.girldatscary.com. If you want to hear some extra bonus content or if you want to get to our episodes early, we release them early. Pull up at www.patreon.com forward slash girl that's scared. We got all kinds of fun stuff. And our Patreon pick comes from our patrons. They actually vote on a choice. And there's some uh, fun poll coming up pretty soon or might be um, up there now. But if you've joined at this point. Also, five stars for five star chick. Five star chick. 
Okay. Shout out to the patrons, bro. Shout out to shout out to everybody, but definitely shout out to the patrons. Yes, I'd like to apologize to Monica Gelman. Um, Gelman or Gelman, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Um, I'm sorry you had to go through the Wicker Man because I'm sorry. Ooh, yeah, I'm sorry, but we're here now. You made we it. Are. Yay. Mm. <laughs> I'm so sorry, bro. Also, thank you to everybody who's been like getting stuff off our wish list. Oh my God. My lips are not chapped right now. Thank you. Bro, I had Red Bulls. I had caffeine. Thanks so much. Got protein shakes. So, you know, thank I you. meals by accident. Thanks, guys. Line up for hugs, y'all. Line the fuck up. I'm giving you aggressive hugs. Wow. Okay. That escalated very quickly. With glitter. I like glitter. Okay. What color? See, that's how you know it's aggressive. The um, iridescent rainbow color. Yes. All right. Bet. Um, And until next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.